very quick turnaround, obviously, from, from last night's game. Um, after the Birmingham draw, are there, is there any team news that you can update us for for the weekend? Uh, no. All the players arrived today tired, fatigued, normal because the game was just last night. Then the first day and the second day always are complicated days. And of course, the priorize now is the, the recovery of the players because we know that if you analyze the games that you're going to play, the more demanding ones, the more demanding one is when you play Saturday after Wednesday night. Because when you play Saturday and you play Tuesday, you play Saturday afternoon to Tuesday night. But today is the the less time or the less time to recover, even we were playing yesterday, because today is just recovery, tomorrow is going to be another recovery day. Then afternoon Saturday, we need to arrive in a very good shape, in a very good conditions to, to compete. But all the players after yesterday game, just the normal fatigue. And we see tomorrow how they are, because some of them always need the, to assess to see how they arrive, in which conditions they are going to be for the next game. How important will that fatigue element be in your team selection on Saturday? Presumably it's something you have to factor in and potentially make some changes and utilise your squad. Always we need to analyse every aspect that can have an influence in the in the game. And of course, the fatigue of the players is one, how their performance is another one. The, the option that we have in the team, in the squad, is another one. So always for me are aspects that we need to consider because it's true that we arrive after two very demanding games for us where we achieve four points and now we are going to have tomorrow one extra travel because we don't play at home, we play away, we are going to travel. So, of course, are going to be aspects that we have to consider. How are you actually getting down to Bournemouth? Is, is, is flying down there an option just to reduce that journey time a little bit? But what was the question? Sorry. Are, are you able to, to, to actually fly down to Bournemouth just no, to no, reduce no, no. the we, travel time? We go by bus. Then we will spend enough time together to improve our socialization as a team. It will be something very positive to face the next game. So how do you kill all those hours on the bus then? No, but we will be, yes, many hours in the bus, but we will try to use that time in the best way to, to continue helping the recovery, to stop, to walk a little bit in the middle, to be all together, to, to analyze details of the game, to, to be with the physios just in case they need any type of support to them. Then that's all, adaptation. No cards, no Netflix, that kind of stuff then? I don't know, like, they will be managing the time, everyone how they can. We as a staff, we need to, we know that when you have a lot of time between, you will be very focused to, to prepare the next game because it's going to be another tough and very, very, very demanding game. So we'll use the time in the, in the doing things that we like and doing things that we love because have the option to play in football is something that is so pleased. There are things in the life that are complicated and just too good. We are not to have, we are not going to leave any type of this situation. We are going to be traveling all together with a team, preparing one game that is very motivative. It's a high motivation, has a high motivation for us. So everything related from today to, to the game, yes, is something very positive for us. You say it's a very demanding game. Obviously, Bournemouth are having an incredible season so far, haven't lost a game yet. What's impressed you most about them as a team so far this season? What's exactly what you say? They are playing for me. They are performing really well. They are one team that is very aggressive in defense. 
and they are a team that manage very well the ball because they have players of high level of quality. So we are going to be leaving one of the games like was that we have playing we have been playing before that we know that the performance of the team to get something positive need to be perfect in defense and need to be perfect in attack. That's why I told you that the game is going to be very demanding, but this is the more nice challenges that we have, trying to compete always against the best opponents, because always the best opponents demand you the best perform. It was a very difficult match down there last season. Three goals conceded in quick succession, which listening back to your, your post-match interview was, was clearly a frustration. Do you feel that Huddersfield Town have cut out a lot more of those mistakes this season compared to last? I hope. I hope that we can show an improvement from the defensive point of view, even from the attacking point of view on Saturday, because to show this improvement will be something important, knowing, especially knowing the level that Bournemouth is having this year in the, in the league. So I think Bournemouth game is going to be a, a one high test for us that we are going to try to to compete in the best way. We know that always we analyze the game by game, but it's true that we arrived to one demanding week, but not only for us, for every team. But this is the championship. This is what why this league is amazing, because we play the same number of games for me that the, the teams that are in play, in Premier League playing uh, playing Europe competitions. So I think that's why a championship for the fans' point of view is unbelievable because always are football games. You always can be watching your team many times per week. So now is one of the weeks where it's going to be excited for the for the football uh, championship followers. So yes, I am thinking just in the positive things because it's a privilege to to be in the championship. It's a privilege to be playing these type of games. Do you think you you were able to learn much from that experience last season? as a management team that you can use that to take into the match on Saturday? I think everything is different from the last season to, to, to the, that season. We were defending in one way and now we are defending in another type of way. We are having some players that now are not, having, are not in the team. I cannot tell you exactly, but because I don't remember well, but Aaron Rowe was in the previous game, starting with Behema in the, in the previous game that is not in the team, Aaron Rojo who is not in the team, Brown who is not in the team, uh, Pritchard who's playing is not in the team, Bakuna who's playing is not in the team, Diakabi who's playing he's not in the team. So, yes, it's totally different game. So more than be thinking uh, on this, even uh, Edmond Green who was playing is not in the team. So that's why he has another type of game. The only similar thing is that they are very good opponent, and it's true that we need to have a very good mentality to face that game from the defensive point of view in the perfect way because you know it will be impossible to get something positive, and from the attacking point of view too because you know it will be impossible to get something positive. So yeah, we are going to be focusing ourselves. Our squad is different. Our dynamic is totally different, and our energy to face that game need to be different too, I mean, we need to be ready. And this is the high challenge that we are going to have because it's true that this game is affected by the number of games that we are going to, to play. But like I told you before, this type to have a football game always is a positive view for, for us. 
and the reaction of the players, um, I've seen the interviews with, with Lewis O'Brien, with Harry Toffolo, clearly frustrated not to take more than a point last night against Birmingham. Does that show kind of a shift in mentality that they will, the, they as the rest of the players will, will go to Bournemouth on Saturday and expect to get something from that game? As soon as you go to one piece without expect something, it's better you to, to, it will be impossible to, to go to the pitch without that feeling. Always you need to go to any pitch with the feeling that you are going to try to make your performance to get something positive. After we will see the way how we try to achieve something and knowing that some type of opponents are going to be very demanding to you in different ways. For me, the game that we are going to play tomorrow or after tomorrow Saturday is going to be just totally different of the game that we played yesterday. The game of yesterday was very demanding from the challenges, from the fight, from the combative point of view, from the long ball, from the second balls. And you had 70% of the time of the ball. And I expect one game that be totally different. So the key is recover from that game, prepare our minds for another type of different game, and be so win and continue have the mentality to compete in the highest level that we can compete. And you talked before about how it's going to require a perfect defensive performance and a perfect attacking performance, yes. which is a, a lot to live up to. Do you think it will take something special to break down a team who've only conceded eight goals, I think it is, all season so far? No, anything. I can know. I know this fact just gives us how this team defend. So it's a team that is defending very well. That's why they are not conceding goals. And for me, it's a team that they are attacking very well, and that's why they are defending very well too. So the fact that they didn't concede goals just means that it's going to be a high challenge for our attack point of view to create the chances and to, to score the goals. But it's the only fact that we know that it's a challenge but doesn't change my point of view. We always analyze the opponents to see where we can find any type of advantage to build our attacks. And after in the pitch, hopefully we find the good relation, we find the harmony in attack to come uh, break this defensive structure. But it's exactly the same point that when we play with any opponent, not because the one opponent is considering more goals, we are known to be in which points they can suffer. Always you have points where you can make the opponent have more problems. Some teams, they have less weaknesses. Another team have more weaknesses. Sometimes the weaknesses of, of one team link very well with the strengths of your team. Sometimes it's just total opposite. And that's why we spend some time analyzing the opponent and be watching in which points we can show our strengths against one team that, of course, they have more strengths than weaknesses. If not, they, would be, they wouldn't be in the position in the table that they are and they have achieved the result that they have achieved. One last one from me. Um, a quick update um, to a couple of players that we've not seen for a little while. Um, Mipo Adebeko and Ryan Schofield. Could you give us a little update on how they're both doing, please? Uh, we expect next Monday to have Ryan Schofield come back to the trainings. But it's true that he was around two months with a back injury without being in the training, just be working with the medical staff. Mipo was different before the game that we was playing in school city. He had that week, uh, he didn't feel or he felt unwell. So that's why he, he wasn't involved in against school city. He was doing just one training 
before we were playing yesterday with Birmingham, he was training today. He can be available for the team after will be, of course, the decision about which players, which 16 pitch players can be ready to, within our, the best one to, to travel with the team. That's great. Thank you very much. Good luck on Saturday. Thank you so much. Thanks, Catherine. Dave, we'll come to you, please. Hi, Carlos. Um, I wanted to talk about a couple of individuals, if possible. Tom Lees last night, um, 94 touches, 83% pass success rate. He's had some phenomenal performances recently. Have you been surprised the influence he's had on this team? No, because he had many games in his career in the championship and we were watching him before we signed him and to have uh, the option to, to bring him to the team for me was a very positive moment for, for our club. Then we know that he's one player that is very balanced between defence and attack because for me it's one player that he can feel well and comfortable with the ball but at the same time he has the mentality that I want to see in our defenders. Because, of course, every defender, even if we love to attack, because we love to attack, if you don't have the defensive mentality, for me, it's not going to be enough in the, in the football that we are playing right now. So I think Lee, Lee is a player who is very balanced between his defensive and offensive mentality. Yeah, because I noticed first half, I think three or four times last night, he stepped out of defence and he was playing that switch ball to the other side. That's become a real sort of point of the start of your attacks, hasn't it, this season? Yes, because, for example, if we analyse the yesterday game, in the only space in the pitch that they give us numerical advantage was in our line of defenders, because they were pressing with two strikers and we were playing with three central backs. In all the midfielder line and the striking lines, we have numerical disadvantage, equal advantage in the middle and numerical disadvantage in the front of the attack because they were adapting the same to, to our movements and they were follow our players. As soon as you use disadvantage in the first line, you are going to create one disadvantage for the opponent in the next line. So it means one advantage for you again in the next line. So for me, a lot of things that happened yesterday in the attack were related about the way how we were using our field player in the line of three. Yeah. So if you have central backs able to use disadvantage an attack, you are going to create another advantage in the next line that allows you to put the ball in offensive half. So, always is positive to analyze with the pair. We were analyzing with them this morning because in some moments we were using very well this advantage. In other moments, we didn't use enough well. That's why for me, it's important to use the games to analyze and to continue growing. But it's true that all the messages that I gave today to my players is not going to be useful to the messages that I need to give them to play against Bournemouth, because Bournemouth is just totally different. They are going to come, if we will play with three central backs, they will come to play with three, because they use the wingers to play as strikers. And if we play with four defenders, uh, they will come with one striker and one of the wingers. So they are not going to be waiting for us, like was the case yesterday against Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's going to be something totally different. That's why I told you that it's always important to use the knowledge after the games, then when you are exposed again in the similar situation, be more ready to face or be more ready to find the necessary behaviors to can have success in the attack or in the defensive point of view. When you play a side like Bournemouth, who are obviously flying and they're obviously going to be a, a very decent test, 
is your game plan to try and make the game about what you're doing or are you just trying to restrict what they're doing? A little bit, mix of both, mix of both. I would like to put the game in one context that we were dominating, but in some moments it's not going to be possible with the ball. When you cannot be dominating the game with the ball, I think we are going to try to dominate the game without the ball and it's going to be, for both moments, something difficult. In attack, because they are a very aggressive team, and it's important to break this press that they are doing. In defense, because they are very attacking team, very dynamic, with a lot of versatility and possibilities. So that's why I told you that our game, to get something positive on Saturday, that is our target. We need to compete perfectly from the defensive point of view and perfectly from the attack point of view, because they are a one team that they demand you exactly this. And rotation is is obviously very important and i think you've got a few players who have played a lot of football already this season a couple have been on international duty do you have to sort of measure your squad going forward over this next couple of weeks because you've got bournemouth then you've got Millwall at home Car uh, peterborough away and cardiff away do you expect to make a few changes going over the next couple of weeks i think that it's not the same if we will be playing on Wednesday again, on Tuesday of the next week, then if we have one week to prepare the next game. For me, this fact makes a high difference. Because the last year, for example, we were playing seven, eight, and nine games mm. in a row without stop. Yeah. It was something that for me was, was not normal. It was something just one extraordinary moment because the COVID situation created this type of, of league, of this season playing the same games in this time. But this is different because we know that we play on Saturday, but we are not going to play on Tuesday, on Wednesday. So you have one time, one week. And for me, with one week, you can you know, we have time enough to recover and to prepare the next game. The challenge is no more than Bournemouth after Bournemouth. For me, the challenge is more about how the players arrive to Bournemouth. Because it's true that we are going to have the shorter recovery that one team can have playing against one opponent that they don't have one day more. So we need to analyze how our players can arrive to that game. I am not going to be thinking in the next game because for me, the next game is the future and now I have to forget about this. The only important thing now is in which conditions our players can arrive because it's very important that the players that be in, on Saturday in the pitch being the 100%, because if we are not in the 100%, we cannot defend well. If we are not in the 100%, we cannot attack well. But it's true that sometimes too many, many changes can affect the performance of the team because they don't have the habit mm -hmm. to play together. So for me, that point is the important. It's not about the next game. It's about just Bournemouth and to see how our players were recovering from yesterday until Saturday. And some of the decisions I cannot make because I don't know. I try to push my medical staff to see what they think about each player, but it's true that I don't know. In some players, there is a big question mark. Maybe, like you say, because international break, the only thing that we can say is that Colwell is the only player that is not going to play because he has the, the five, no, the four or the five, five. the five yellow cards. So he's the only player that is not going to be available from yesterday. I would like to see all my players in the 100%. To, to make the, the selection always. But we are going to see which players are in this group of players that they can be 
again in recover to win the hundred percent, which players cannot be in this moment. Um, can I just just a couple of last ones? Um, the fr the way you've got the front three playing at the moment with Sonani sort of coming in a little bit and playing in that false ten role a little bit, and Holmes giving you the flexibility to. He popped up a couple of times on the right yesterday. He had that great ball that really deserved a goal. To be honest, in the first half. Do you feel that that is you've got the balance right now and that sort of fluidity and that ability for players to swap over and drop into different positions? Do you think working on that and enhancing that is where what's going to really help you over the course of the season? In part of the things, yes, because I think, for example, if you are analysing the 3-4-3, for me, the play that have to be more long players, using more the sides and to give more, have more, skills of cross for me are the wing backs more than mm. the wingers and as soon as you start to mix play with different skills for me it's positive to have the versatility of the different options to to attack as soon as you put one wing back that is a winger with another player in front of him that is another winger this mix is not going to work because both players are going to try to make exactly the same things that's why for me when you create one selection of the team you need to balance and put together complementary skills of the players because when they are using the similar spaces to attack or to defense, for me, it's better when you have complementary, you say complementary players that they can play together without disrupt, without create any negative type of behavior between them. So, for example, you play with one wing back, uh, one winger as a wing back, uh, so it's better to to have someone close to him that can help to defense better than if you play with one full back as a wing back, that is someone that usually have a better defensive skills. So for me, it's important to see not only the player, be watching individual level of the player, but watching the relation between the players, how does it work? Because it's true that football is a collective team and like it's a collective uh, sport, it's important to see how the players with relations start to work better and with relations uh, need to need to fix or need to improve. And final one from me, just a word for Dwayne Holmes. So I think last couple of games, do you think he's in his best form he's been in since he re-signed for you? Yes, I think so, with any type of doubt, because uh, I am watching one Holmes, but I don't say this now. I say you that even in the minutes for me, after the minute that he was playing against Nottingham Forest, I start to see one player that was able to, to help the team and he was very concentrated and very focused in his training, creating the habits how he need to compete. And this is for me the high improvement in homes that I am watching. The same player that we are watching now in the games, I am watching every day, every day in the training. And when you start to work and put yourself and be very self-demanding each day of the week, is when you are going to start to create the habits to be competitive every time you are in the pitch after in the game too, because just you continue doing what you are doing every day. And for me, I am watching one Holmes that he has this level of concentration. He is awareness about how important he can be. And I am watching him play with more level of determination to show in the pitch his skills. Excellent. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Dave. Stuart, we'll come to you, please. Hi, Carlos. Can I, I just ask you a little bit about the, the process of selecting a team for today? So, uh, for Bournemouth. So, given the 
given the turnaround, how how late will you actually select the team? I think the select the squad is not difficult because we are going to travel with one extra player. And right now we have 19 first team players available. So it means that all the first team players are available are going to are going to travel. After one of the available players will be missing the game because we only can select at the end 18 players. So it will be the first decision. And this decision is going to depend too about the availability, availability of the player. We are going to check who is Danny Ward. We are going to check how is every player that was playing yesterday. We are going to check how is to follow, how is Hoggy, how is O'Brien, how is every player to see which player of that one of this group of players arrive in a good conditions to can to can compete. After I have the group of players that arrive in the possibilities to compete, we will decide which players are in a better conditions to fail in this game. So one thing is to be available, another thing is to see in compare with the other ones who can arrive in better conditions uh, to perform the game in the demand is that the game is going to is going to have. And after we'll be deciding watching Bournemouth is the idea is or to keep the same shape or just to play with four defenders because it's true that Corwin is not in the team. So if Corwin is not in the team, we have the opportunity to play with line of four or we have the opportunity to introduce one play like Cambina Bizarre and play with line of five. With line of five. This is going to be the decision that at the end we will make and everything is going to be related about how I see my team and how I see that we can show our identity to defense very solid, to defense aggressive, and after to have personality to attack in that game. So, so will you will you wait until Saturday so that you can see the players on two days? Or no, and no, no. I will have one idea today. Okay. I will try to confirm this idea tomorrow. I have now one idea. Okay. Then, because I've been watching a couple of games of Bournemouth, and now just tomorrow I will confirm if they arrive, if the idea that I have. If the player that I have in mind, they are in conditions to come play the game. Okay. So, so, so when will you tell them? To the players, usually yeah. tomorrow in the training, they are going to know who okay. is going to play because usually we prepare the previous game knowing more or less of the 99% or 90% of the players that are going, to, are going to play. So tomorrow, as soon as we start to make some piece of preparation of the game, they will know who is going to be available and tomorrow before the training. Uh, from the medical staff, as soon as the players arrive, they need to talk with the medical staff, then I will know if they have recovered enough well or, or they have any type of problem that made me change the, the selection team. But every time you prepare the, the team, you have the alternatives to knowing which players can be on doubt. So do, do you feel that you need that on the Friday so that you can do things that, I don't know, work on shape and that, that people need to need yes. to understand what role they'll play? Yes, because sometimes just explaining is not enough. But when you go to the pitch, sometimes you have to make exercises that help the recovery, but at the same time, uh, drills that prepare the game. It's not the same the day of the recovery when you don't have immediately game, that the day of the recovery when you have another game. So we will try to use things that can help us to, to, make, to make the both targets that we have, prepare and recover. And, and in terms of assessing the condition, do the sports science guys come to you with with data, do you have a meeting with them? Is it just the evidence of is it the evidence of your eyes? What how do you sort of come to those conclusions? Both things and even the communication with the player. So always I, I have talking with, with Ian, the is the main medical or the head of the medical staff, because he is the one that received the direct information from the player. 
because as soon as they finish the game, they are talking with him about what is the point that they can feel. He gave me the information to me after the game. This morning, we reassessed to see if there is any improvement or any worse feeling of any player. Then we go to prepare the recovery training that we were doing today. And then today, around six, I meet again with him to see if after the training there, is, there are any type of uh, new or update situation with any of the players. And tomorrow, when I arrive in the training ground, after he assists the play, he assists the play, he assets the player, he again talk with me to see if any of the players is not available to training. It will mean that they cannot compete. If there is any player that tomorrow is not allowed to training, it's not going to be uh, in the team selection for, for Saturday. So more or less this is the process. But this is one medical one medical process to see the availability of the player. After there are or there is the, the technical or tactical uh, evaluation to see which player you think that can be in a good way to, to compete again. Thank you. And just on uh, just on Levi Colville, he's obviously at Huddersfield to to learn about the game. And d does the fact that he's got five bookings now, does that suggest he needs to learn a little bit more about, I don't know, when to tackle and when not to tackle? He's a very young player with a lot of things that he's doing fantastic, but with things that he can do, that he needs to continue improving. That's why he's having this experience that for me, his career has been amazing experience for, for him. But my selection never is depend about the, the player. It's always depend about the team. He, if I am selecting, if he's in the first level of the team, is because I think that he has the skills to can help the team in this, in this position. But every game is one. Every every game can give you one message message that you can use to your improvement as a team and as a player. And the the fact that the more you play, the more messages you are receiving and the more experiences you are having to, to continue your growing as a player. I mean, you, you, you talked about, you talked about um, Tom Lees and how, how good a player he is because he has so much experience. Obviously, Levi has very little. Are you, are you, are you impressed by how, how good a player he is already at this stage of his career and how good do you think he can be? I think if I have to make pretty something, I think he's going to be one of the most important British central backs in the in the future for the country because I am watching one player that has a lot of potential and a lot of personality to, to be player after in football you never know because football is like the life that everything can change that's why for me I cannot talk about the future I only can talk about the past I was watching that he has developed many of the skills that are very necessary to play in the high level of football from he arrived to, to training with us or to work with us because it's true that never is the same demanding when you are playing in one level, like can be the under 18 or the 23, that when you are playing another type of football, another type of demandings. But some of the things that I was watching in him before he arrived to, to start to work with us, I am watching that he is developing the, in a very good way. So I am watching one player that he has a fast growing process. That's why we are playing with him because some players need more time to make this process, to make this transition from the academy football to the high level of football. And some players spend less time. Yes, it depends about the players, depends about the potential or the time that they need. 
but I am watching the Corwillis making a good adaptation to the to the football, but knowing that the still is a player that I feel that at the end of the year is one player that is going to grow even more than he's doing right now. Great. Thank you very much. Good luck at the weekend. Thank you so much. Thanks, Stuart. Jim, thanks for your patience. Hi, um, um, Carlos. Uh, Carlos, when you look at Bournemouth um, on paper, when you look at their squad, when they're able to bring on substitutes, the likes of Jefferson Lima, Emmanuel Marcondes, Junior Stanislas, do you believe on paper they have the best squad in the Championship? They have a very good squad. They have the last year a very amazing squad. An amazing squad for me. And at the end, they didn't promote to the they were playing the playoff, but they didn't promote to the to the Premier League for me having one of the best squad. For me, this year, Bournemouth is find a very good balance between have a very good squad but performing really well. And for me, with the coach that they are they select, they have find this way to have a very good team, very good, very good group of players, but Collective, they are working for me really well. That's why they are in the position that that's they are. And for me, it's a deserved. The only thing that I can tell you is a deserved position, because when I was watching the game that I was watching on them, they deserve to win the game that they are winning. And Carlos, do you see a difference between the Bournemouth under Scott Parker and the Bournemouth last year under Jonathan Woodgate? Do you see a difference in them this year? Yes, there are different between. The team, yes, in the players that are different because they don't have the same same group of players. There are difference in the shape that they are using, especially in the shape that they were using at the beginning of the last year. Now they are playing with a clear 43 all the games. Then there are different defensive behaviors and different offensive behaviors. I can tell you that the last year they were a, a complicated team to to face. And they like we know the result that they, that we concede. Playing away after a home for me, the, our team was making a good game because when we were playing against Bournemouth at home, we were losing to one. But in a second half, with good opportunities to to make something else, they have lost for me two important players. And Juma that now is making a lot of impact in Spain in Villarreal, and uh, Brooks that unfortunately is one player that is not in the squad for another reasons. And again, we hope the best recovery that we, he can have as a club and because the best for the football is to watch him back the faster that we can watch him back because he's a special talent young player. Then they have lost these two players, but they have found a replacement in, in another young players, in another player that I have bring to the club. So there are different because there are different coaches, different players, but the last year they were a dangerous team and this year the same. And uh, Carlos, just lastly on your last few games, you're having an awful lot of shots uh, uh, in terms of opportunities, but in terms of on target, maybe the figures would be, uh, you'd like them to be a lot sort of closer in terms of shots on target. Is that one thing that probably concerns you that you are creating the opportunities, but you're not really testing the goalkeeper that much? Yes, sometimes of course <clears throat> we want that every cross that we that we are taking be perfect to have the header. We would like that every finishing that we are doing be be, be perfect to go to the goal. But sometimes the shots, the shoots out of the target doesn't mean that the chance is not dangerous. Sometimes you can have one finishing to the target 
and it's a Hudson goal, and the ball goes just to the hands of the keeper. So doesn't mean that it's dangerous. And for example, I remember the chance that we have yesterday heading one corner to follow the ball, the ball was out, but was very close to be in the cross of Holmes in the first half to Danny Ward to the second post. As soon as Danny Ward touches this ball, this, for example, action doesn't count as a shoot on target, but for me, had more dangerous than another type of shoots of, of target. So the fact that you don't have this switch of target doesn't mean that you are not creating dangerous actions. For me, the important is to see the team creating the more number of dangerous actions that you can create. Some of these actions are going to go on target, another ones no. But the more dangerous actions that we create, for me, the more action that we are going to have to score the ball, that is the important thing from the attack point of view.